Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela, and this is a special episode. It is actually a mini-sode, and this is called Empaths and the Holidays, a pep talk. A little different take on it for this week as we officially start the holiday season to kind of get you through. And what I want from this is like my heart to yours. Like I want you to understand I've been there. I do a lot of readings with people who are there currently And it's something that once we understand ourselves a lot better, once we understand how others can manipulate us who do not have the best of intentions, we can have a better holiday season. But it is about changing things and you can only change what you can control. So that is what this is about today. So today we're going to be talking about general empath stressors this time of year and then moving into the more traumatic stressors that can become amplified with when you're dealing with narcissists, basically, or just selfish people or toxic people in your family. Um, Again, when I talk about empaths, it's people who feel other people's feelings the same as their own. And the way I see them are blue, purple, turquoise, and indigo auras. And, you know, there's a range, obviously, but generally it's you can feel and take in and reorganize other people's energy and if you don't watch it you can act it out for them so it's just kind of like don't be a filter for other people's energetically irresponsible behavior so just so these are general empath issues I mean like shopping okay um for whatever reason like I'm fine at a festival like music I was at a concert this weekend I'm like I'm fine there maybe it's my purple you know like I can handle it I'm like yeah this is great but you put me in a mall and I'm just like done. Like I can't handle it. It's super stressful. I get all anxious. I don't know. It's like overwhelming. Um, but they fix this for us. It's called online shopping. Like you don't have to do that anymore. And I feel like there's just the wave of empaths, you know, have taken over this. And that's why like the stores are probably shutting down because we're totally into online shopping. And there's no reason why you can't have a great holiday shopping experience like in front of your laptop all by yourself in your Christmas jammies, like with your hot cocoa. Like there's no reason why that's not your new tradition instead of like freaking out with everybody over sales at JCPenney's. Like it's not necessary. Um, so yeah, crowds, you know, but like, uh, like I said, like every blues tend to like, not like crowds in general, but like purples, it depends on the vibe, you know? Um, so crowds, the feelings of have to, um, I see a lot of yellows with the struggle with this, like, oh my God, I have to make this dinner and the house has to be spotless and the, you know, this has to be this way and the turkey has to look this way and everything, everything's got to be happening. It's a lot, you know? And it's like, you, you can get into this like frenzy like and your ego can hijack the whole thing like if you don't do it perfectly well you suck and like you ruin the holiday and the thing is it's just like be kinder to yourself with this um the say yes to everything feeling okay that's like the blue the blue person issue um yes 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 instead of like knee-jerk reaction to yes which I had to work on with myself that's like a hard one Because you feel bad, right, all the time. Like, you constantly make a case in your own head for why you should feel bad. So saying yes to everything, you know, like, it's got to change. It's a habit that you can change. We're going to talk about other things to say instead of yes later on. Um, The feeling, the judgment. 
oh my God, if, you know, if my kids don't kiss Uncle Harry, you know, I'm a bad mother and everybody hates me and I'm a kid, you know, stuff like that. Because sometimes as empaths, like when we were forced to do certain things as kids and then we have kids, like we know we've internalized the reasons why we were pushed to do things we didn't want to do. And you got to catch yourself. That's like called breaking a cycle. It's not easy because once again, the ego comes in and says, you're, you're bad, you're mean, you're nasty, poor uncle Henry, you know? Um, no, you don't have to do that. You don't have to feel bad, but the judgment, it seeps in. Um, the feeling of just complete drain, like after you went to the office party, after you just had to have like a hundred million fake conversations with people that, you know, it's crazy. Like I talked to 20 people today and I feel like I didn't connect with one person. Um, that's draining, especially for an empath. Like when you talk to somebody and there was no connection there, oh my God, you just need a nap. That's bad. And and that can happen with a lot of like the the schmoozing that can happen at these holiday functions. Um, you need to make this a holiday for you too. And that can mean restructuring tradition. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. And that's like the first thing you have to understand about the holiday season because you can be subject to major empathic overwhelm. Um, and by the way, like talking about empaths and talking about narcissists, these are previous podcasts I've gone on more deeply in if you if you want to take a look if you're if you haven't listened to them before but empathic overwhelm huge can hit you real hard major time of depression they go up at this holiday season I mean that's that's a fact that's a a statistic and it's for a reason when you're an empath and you feel like you have to fix everything and that you're disappointing others constantly by like I don't know taking a minute for yourself yeah that can drain you like you just can feel like this horrible person and instead of doing anything you can shut down and do nothing you get really fatigued you can get sick I notice this with empaths a lot it's almost like they need a reason like a real reason not to say yes to everything so I can see them like actually develop actual illnesses so that they have an actual excuse but they've made themselves actually sick it's almost like they prefer to be actually physically hurt than to use their voice and say, I don't want to, I don't want to, because that's how powerful the ego is. It makes you feel like such a horrible person for saying no to something. The holidays can take, it's like taking a big yellow highlighter and it goes over the parts of your life that like you want to change. And even though these are the same all year round, there's something about this season that makes them just like amplified. Um, Money. I don't have as much as everybody else. Wow. Like I already knew that like three months ago, but like, why does it bother me more now? You know, a lot of comparison relationships. My marriage isn't great. My boyfriend didn't, you know, propose. I am single. Like there's a lot, you know, you can look at everybody can look around. Oh, he bought her diamond necklace. My husband didn't do that. He doesn't even do that at all. Like he even noticed me today. You know, you can like take all that and you can make a comparison in your life constantly at this time. It's just easier to do it. Jobs, friends, family, everything. You know, wow, she's, her and her sister, they're best friends. I wish I was like that, but I'm not. That's awful. I'm so disconnected from my sister. That's, and I see them, you know, it's all the time. Like you just, it's everywhere. And there's like, it's very highlighted this time of year. Just kind of keep in mind, this has been all year. It's just like, you notice it more now. Overcommitment because you do the pleaser thing because you get your self-worth as an empath from pleasing other people. 
It's like this thing that has to stop. That's not you. That's what you were programmed to do. So it's a lot. So you got to take your timeouts when you can get them. Like I said, shop online. Okay. Cater, cater the damn dinner. All right. It's okay. They'll live. Downscale a get together. You don't have to invite everybody. Make moments of joy for you. Hallmark movie. Okay. I just discovered those. They're amazing. Take on a new tradition. Make it about yourself. These kind of parties like I was talking about where it's like constant schmoozing but no connection, there is a time limit that you can put on those. You can say hi to everybody and then you can ditch. All right? You don't have to stay the whole time. So let's talk about like the more hairy parts of it, the narcissist issues, the toxic people issues, the energetically irresponsible people in your life issues. They get amplified too. And... I don't know, last year I was, in a, you know, having a moment in my own life. And, you know, I told Scott, I'm like, my husband, um, you know, narcissists, they really feel like they're the reason for the season. <laughs> I know that's like corny, but like, I don't know, just like hit me so hard, you know, because it's true. And maybe it's just something about this time of year they just cannot handle because we're all thinking about giving and we're all thinking about, you know, you know, making others happy and things like that. And they want all of that for themselves because narcissists have this thing where, and and some people do have this thing and some people that absorb a lot of narcissist traits or whatever, like abundance or happiness or joy or giving or gifts. Like, it's not like it's on a shelf and there's a limited quantity. Like we all have the ability to have as much as we want, but narcissists feels like it's a limited quantity and they have to like abuse you for it. So I ask you, because I have, have you ever been there emotionally sucker punched in the plain sight of everyone you call family? Well, if you have, you get it. It hurts. It's the feeling of worthlessness, of sickness. You feel pathetic. You feel devalued. You feel awful. You feel empty. It's a sucker punch. Welcome to the holidays with emotionally abusive people in your life. What are sucker punches? Here's some example. Maybe your your partner lets you know what an awful mother you are, how horrible your child looks right before the kid's pageant. Like right when you're getting out of the car. And you got to go plaster a smile on your face and be like, good mom about it. Maybe mom asks you why, hey, why are you so fat? Why'd Why'd you gain so much weight? Right before you're sitting down to dinner with everybody. Maybe during family gift opening time, a family member gives you a a sinister prank gift. And for the sheer pleasure of watching you fall for it and be a fool and laugh at you, well, everyone else joins in too. And then guess what? What do we always freaking do? We betray ourselves. We laugh too. (laughs) Ha ha ha, you're right. Oh, yeah. Because if you freak out, man, you're the crazy one. And this is what they want. They want your holiday to implode. They have a ticking time bomb set up. These are all setups. Let's see how much abuse you can take covertly before you act as crazy as they actually are to everyone else. Listen to that again. They want to see how much covert abuse you can take before you act out how crazy they actually are. Okay, back to empath. Again, an empath, one who absorbs. 
you can act out, and this is what I'm getting at, other people's issues on your body, in your mind, in your actions, subconsciously. I talk about this on the Empath podcast. Yeah, like you can act out when you're in a self, like an un, like a non-aware empath, you act all this out. And it has to do with you absorbing them and almost wanting to heal them by giving them exactly what they see themselves subconsciously are so they can abuse you through themselves. It's a whole projection thing. It's called projection. So you can feel tension. You can cause yourself physical strain and you can have a meltdown. Perhaps you've had the family meltdown. It happens where you completely have a meltdown in front of everybody and, you know, later you hate yourself because, oh my God, I fell for it. So as an empath, listen, you're the perfect setup to take the fall of a narcissist's agenda or the person who is toxic or anyone who is just energetically irresponsible, meaning they don't take accountability for their own energy and in fact project it onto others who are willing to catch it for them. And therefore you can start to act like the behavior of others instead of your own actual self. So empaths have limited boundaries. They're easy targets for these people. It's like shooting fish in a barrel. It's not hard for us to feel bad. It's not hard for us to want to subconsciously heal the energetically narcissistic, toxic person by acting out exactly what they need us to so that they feel better about themselves. So these people, they can't deal with the attention not being on them. And this is interesting. Some of these people, some of these narcissistic people choose this time for a cyclical issue. This is where you got to kind of like do kind of like a, it's like some homework. You got to think. Perhaps this is when, this is the time of year you always get the divorce talk from the significant other. All of a sudden it's like, uh, we're getting divorced. I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. Whoa. Okay. You know, see if that happens every time this year, maybe a cyclical issue. Perhaps this is when you always get the, um, I'm going to take, uh, the custody away from you talk from your ex. Maybe this is the time mom brings up about, God knows what, like how you don't do enough for her or something. It's constant. Like it's, it's a cyclical issue. Maybe dad tells you, oh, hey, remember that money I promised you for your tuition? That's eh, gone now. Not paying that anymore. Figure it out. What are the themes here? Control. They want to control your vibe, your mood, your energy. That's what they want to do. I'll share with you a story. Um, I live here. My family lives in upstate New York. Buffalo. And, uh, you know, narcissists have soldiers. You could also call them flying monkeys. Talk about that in my narcissist versus empath empaths episode. Basically what they do is, you know, these people will absorb the agenda of the narcissist and attack the projected target, which was me one year. And, you know, I come in, got my kids, not cheap to go there, you know, get it all together. You know, everybody's in school, so it's hard for me to get there, all that, you know, et cetera. I'm doing the best I can. A soldier comes up to me and tells me, hey, you don't do, I can't believe you're here. You know, you don't really, and like, you know, does that thing where they touch me. It's like, don't touch me. I don't know you. And uh, looks at me all sideways and condescending and starts giving me like kind of a talking to, like I'm a child about how I should do more and how much suffering I cause by not, I don't know, being there and, you know, moving and all these things and all this stuff. And it sounds just like the narcissist in my life who always says those things to me. And, you know, old me 
what it would have made it about the soldier. Like, wow, this person's awful. Yeah, Numi understands that the soldier was just doing their job. And it was a narc setup, and I had to let it go. And moving forward now, after such an incident, I don't kill myself over making an effort. Because you know what, at the end of the day, when someone writes the narrative for you to be that guy, you can't change it. If you're the bad guy, you can't change it. If you're the whiny one or the, I don't know, the one who's like attention-seeking or you're the one who's too sensitive or you don't do enough, if you're that person, okay, there's no point in changing it. The narcissist needs you to be that way, so you got to let go of their reality. It's hard because you absorb your reality and it can feel really real to you, but it's not real. So yeah, I know the energy that I attend to is the energy I amplify in my life and I refuse to give energy to narcissists. And it's an agreement I made with myself and I understand that I can feel crappy about myself sometimes, but I do it anyways because that's what you got to do. But there we go. There does have to be family get-togethers, and some of them are just difficult. And some of them are just difficult just because, you know, they're just, it's like a lot, you know. It's like a lot of different personalities. It's just a lot of the same nonsense. It's like you have to force yourself to go. Whatever. It happens. So there is this need for the narcissist that if you say how you feel about something, you've ruined their holiday. So, for example, if I had said something at that time, like, wow, you know, this person really hurt my feelings. And, oh, and by the way, like, right when that soldier told me that, like, gave me that talking to, I had to walk into a room full of, like, a public room full of, like, 50 people and go have dinner. And I had to plaster a smile on my face and and deal with my kids and, and make small talk and, like, act normal when I felt, like, sucker punched. Yeah, if I had said, hey, yeah, you know, I'm not cool, I'm leaving, I would have ruined it for everyone, ruined it for the kids, ruined it for other people's kids, ruined it for everybody. Because when you have a feeling, you ruin it. And that's another message the narcissist likes you to keep as truth. So anyways, that's kind of a big thing to keep in your mind, just how they they play the game and what it means. So mindfulness in the midst of these situations of family, of maybe a spouse, of people in your life, you know, that can't really go anywhere right now. You have to be mindful. So so you have to go into these things with an intention. You have to put up a wall of protection. I do this thing. It's called a bubble light meditation. If you've ever done a workshop with me or something like that, you've done it with me. Basically, You know, it's just I envision a wall of light around me, and I understand that nobody can pass through. It's my bubble. And if you do this kind of and you're mindful and you set your intention before you walk into a situation, or if you have to step away and you set it and then you go back into a situation, I don't know, it can help. It's just it gets you kind of like it resets you, recenters you. So it's important to check in with yourself. Check in with your own energy before it starts mingling with others. That's why, like, you know, if you're at something or with somebody and you're starting to feel all anxious or stressed out or like scatterbrained, take a break, take a beat and step out and check in with yourself. Wait, 
whose feelings am I feeling? Their feelings or my feelings? This or that? Sometimes a lot of us empaths can have like this fight, fight or flight mode. Like we'll either do meltdowns or we'll just run away. I mean, sometimes that can happen. Um, but you can check in with yourself at least and you can be like, okay, what is going on here? Am I fighting someone else's battle? Am I feeling other people's feelings? Like what is happening? Why do I want to run away? Why do I want to freak out right now? Um, so, you know, you take a feelings check and you just, you go deeper with each feeling you have. Understand who you have to deal with before something that you're going to and what you will and will not tolerate beforehand another story. You know, as a kid, and this isn't even like, this is just life, I feel like, it's generational. I was taught to put up with rude behavior by like inappropriate adults. Maybe they were drunk. Maybe they were just inappropriate. Maybe they were just, I don't know, didn't know any better. Maybe they were just, who God knows what, okay? So anyways, but I was the rude one if I didn't laugh and giggle when they hugged me or they said something inappropriate in my ear or something like that. <laughs> okay, huh, yeah, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> oh, my God. And then would go back into being invisible. So you please don't do that again. So what happened was when my, when my eldest was four, I had an incident with a family member who, um, she, you know, it was New Year's and she was blowing a horn. And, you know, one of those New Year's horns. And, you know, distant, distant, super distant relative who we had to see. Oh, yeah, blow me, baby. Blow that horn. Blow me. Blow it good. You blow that. Blow me, baby. Okay, to my four-year-old who was continuing to blow it because she thought, you know, okay, okay, cool. I'll do that. All right. Uh, yeah, I froze. I wanted to cry. I freaked out. It triggered me because... God knows what I was remembering from when I was around then, you know, and what I went through. Um, that's the thing with, with these triggers. Like, it's like a lot like years of just like crap that you've blocked, like come at you at once. I freaked out, completely freaked out. Well, guess what I was told about myself? You're too sensitive. You're very prude. You know, I got the prude thing. I'm prude, right? So I'm I'm a prude because I had an issue with um, like a 60-something-year-old man making oral sex jokes to my four-year-old. Well, that was what they thought. You know, so here's the thing. You got to stand in how you feel in your own truth. And you can learn that even though I feel that they vehemently think that I'm this way or that way I, I seriously don't care because I'll feel it but it doesn't mean it's real that's part of being an awakened empath you feel it but you're not going to allow it to change your behavior so you got to prepare a list of go-to's for how to like exit a situation that's always helpful and uh how to say no okay like that's a thing like and this is like good for all the holidays you know, instead of saying yes, you know, train yourself, hey, let me get back to you. <laughs> you know, I'm not in front of my calendar right now. Like, yeah, let's follow up on this. You have my number. Text me later. My husband would call that because he's red kicking the can down the road. Like, because my husband has no problem who's red saying, yeah, no, I don't want to. Like, to your face. <laughs> and like, I wish I could get there. I really do. But like, I don't know. It's just too hard in the moment. Like you feel like really all, I get all sweaty and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. So I use my, my non-answers. 
I don't know if that's healthy or not. Like, you know, if maybe I need therapy again, but like, that is what helps me. Um, because like, we can't, you know, build Rome in a day here, empaths. Okay. Like we got to do little steps. Let me get back to you is fine for now, even though it's kicking the can down the road, like Scott says. So anyways, this helps you also like, you have to like, you know, get your, get your outs for the bad conversations. Um, prepare that. Excuse me for a minute. This always works. You know, um, politics, especially this time in our lives, family drama. You do not want to hear about a simple, a simple, if anybody actually asks you like, why are you walking away? Uh, this is too intense for me. I'm stepping out of this conversation. I mean, that's just how it is, you know? Just you, you can be honest. It's okay to see that, like, and be vulnerable that way. Like this, is way too intense for dinner. Like I'll be back. But honestly, usually I just walk away. And I'll tell you, most of these people are so self-absorbed. They have no freaking idea that you left. Trust me, they won't know. You just go. You just leave. And you can go to timeouts. Play with the cat. I am queen of playing with other people's cats during parties. I will find your cat. Me and your cat will be best friends. Like, you know, I'll find the dog that you put in the crate because you didn't want him to be crazy. Like me and him, we're we're buddies now. Like, go do that. Play with the kids. Kids are great. They'll occupy you all day. Just go play with them. Hang out with grandma, okay, who's napping in the corner. And she's great. You know, go talk to her. Do the dishes. Nothing wrong with being the holiday helper. And it gets you out of conversations. Nobody's going to stop you from doing that. Or just take a walk around the block and flip and disappear. Okay. You can do that. I, Michaela says so. Okay. Centering strategies. Deep breaths. Okay. Play psychologist. Remove yourself from the situation and uh, try to see like what's wrong with everybody. I personally like to read everyone's aura in my head. It's like what I do. Hmm. Got it. You know, I use it for like my observational purposes. The belly zip up. Okay, so you have a solar plexus chakra. It's on your upper belly. Yellows always have like a lot of issues in this area, by the way. Um, but this is where we hold a lot of our anxiety. It's a place where we keep our personal power and our will. So place a hand on your upper belly and, you know, place it there with an intention of healing. Okay. And then your root chakra, which is like the bottom of your belly, your pelvic region. Place a hand there. That's your safety, security, grounding. And remind yourself that you are safe and you are grounded to the earth and a bigger power that is greater than you exists outside of this flipping family get together. Like you will survive it. Finally, when nothing else fails, I do the fake smile. Okay. Living with the source of emotional abuse. This is tough. This is like if it's your spouse or, you know, a kid or like, you know, mom or somebody that's like living with you. Um, it's an up and down roller coaster ride. And the best thing you could do re to remember is like this, it's not normal. Okay. That's not normal. You're absorbing a lot of their issues. You're acting them out. So as to make them real to the narcissist and his or her reality. And you have to start to make tiny little choices for yourself instead of the other person. You're never going to make them happy. It's not happening. So focus on you. Choose to turn off your phone, go out to eat with a friend, take a walk around the block, focus energy on feeling like yourself. See what happens when you give no energy to them and you take that and you put it into you. See what happens. They can't handle you not feeding into them. So eventually they'll go away. Maybe that's scary. Maybe you don't want some of these people to go away because you're used to it. Because as I say, we do not do what is good for us. We do what is normal for us. But that is the ego operation. Your soul wants to do what is good for you. And that means change. Narcissists 
these energetically irresponsible, these toxic people, they can't handle you not feeding into them. So eventually they will go away. And listen, that's a whole other podcast episode. But the holidays are a time where a huge, big old magnifying glass comes over your life. And the microcosm of every relationship leads back to the macrocosm. You deserve so much more than constantly worrying how your happiness may make others feel so poorly. That's not normal. I love you and I'm sending you a lot of pep talk vibes for this holiday season. You're going to make it your best. You're going to do things for you and you're going to make a tradition of you. So I hope this pep talk helped. It was sponsored by my client, Jenny, and she wanted to give support to this podcast. And I'm thankful for her. And I'm thankful for every one of you. And I want you to know you're beautiful and you're full of light and that your job here is to let all of that shine. And if that offends someone, that's, that's weird. So notice who your shininess offends. You take care, guys.